This is um, shot off, Emily. This is um, <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean, and you've already guessed, and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. What is it? <laughs> oh, I just I love your musical choices, Frank. Oh, that so was brilliant sweet. track. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, good. Oh, can I start off with um, some... Now, let me see. I used to have on my jingles... But here, here it is. Here we go. Congratulations and humiliations. Cliff, he came back, in case you're worried at home. Um, so, I'm congratulating um, Graham and Nathan... This morning. Now, Graham and Nathan host um, uh, the radio show on Spin 1038 in Ireland, also owned by our parent company, Bauer. So, under the Bauer umbrella. Now, they were nominated for, you know, we got, remember when we used to get nominated for Aria's, the big radio award? Yes, Before they oh, yeah. They've sort of seen us now, but when we still had an air of novelty about us, we used to get nominated. Oh, yeah. Well, they uh, got nominated for uh, the Irish equivalent, which is called an Imro. Oh. And um, fabulously, they did a uh, slightly too long video, um, which was a parody of um, Three Lions called, inevitably, (laughs) Imro's Coming Home. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what was good about it is that one of them talked, sang Imro's coming home, while the other one did the commentator bit saying, we've got no chance, let's face it. It's a, it was like a competition they did um, that, that got the thing. So we've got no chance, let's face it, it's rubbish. We got nominated last and we never won it. And so it, they do all that. Anyway, they won it, which is um, is. How Exceptional. wonderful. Even if it does sound like an international visa form. Yeah, it's the lovely. Imro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I tell you, the Imro is a, is a hell of an award because on, on the video you see them get, get the award. It, it, you could do damage with an Imro. <laughs> they wouldn't, want, they oh. wouldn't dare make a soap award like that. You know, when everyone gets <laughs> drunk, everyone at the soap awards is completely smashed. Uh, if you had awards like that, people would be killed. <laughs> Yeah. So um, I like I like that you assess awards by how dangerous they might well, be. Well, it just looks, hand. you know, some awards <laughs> are so flimsy. Whereas the yeah. Imro looks like if you know if if they were sealed in the awards hall, that they could batter their way through the wall mm-hmm. with their own Imros. Oh, like the sound of anyway, well done to uh, to Graham and Nathan, and I thought it was one of the better parodies of um, Three Lions. Oh, I'll check it out. I've seen, yeah, Imro's coming home. Imro could also be a supervillain, I think, in a Marvel yeah. comic. <laughs> yeah. Does uh, does your computer just remember when you put in the letter P in a search engine? Does it just come up parodies of three lines? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen some really, really bad ones, but you know, yeah, I'm sure it's I'm sure. fine. The mistake they've made, of course, is they've won an Imro. Now the secret is to uh, not win so that the song goes on forever. It's evergreen. Well, that's, what, that's what we're doing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Six eight two Frank has had two weeks away. And it doesn't let you text from Kefalonia. 
but no, they that's s- because Kefaloni doesn't exist. Okay. I saved the two pods to listen to when I got home. Um, a, a little bit of praise. But then this, yeah. I love it best when Frank reviews how funny he thinks he's been near the end of the show. Have a great morning, gang. <laughs> okay, well, I'll make, a, I'll make a note of that. Um, where is Kefalonia? Is it's it in a, Greece, It's all it? Greek to me. Yeah. Oh, oh, so it's, it's, it's not a country, is it? It's a place. Okay, okay. Yeah, oh, now it people sounds... Are gonna, people are going to message us with geography knowledge now. No. No, there's no I'm need. Okay I'm, with I'm, that. I'm happy to take... Uh, Emily's word for it. Okay. By the way, don't forget this morning's texting. Mod wrestling, do they use real mod? <laughs> 8, 12, 15. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. I, um, I went to uh, a crazy golf thing this week. It was called Pot Potshack, right? Um, I'm not doing a... Um, an advert for it. I'm getting no money from Potchak. Don't, don't panic. If my manager's listening, he often wonders if I mention a brand name, if I've got a side <laughs> thing going on. Not I haven't. Me. I haven't. Um, so, and Potchak <laughs> is that my, my, it was like a kid's party, but they, um, sorry, it's crazy golf for the 21st century is what I would say. Oh, and, is it? And get this, get this, get mm-hmm. this. You, 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 you're given a ball at the beginning, and when you put your ball on the tee, the tee puts your name on the scoreboard. It recognises your golf that ball. That is clever, isn't it? There are times when the modern world really delivers. Do you know what I mean? Wait, I mean, obviously, sometimes it does negative, but the times where you think, yes, we are living <laughs> in the modern world. Like, for example, this week I saw an advert for a... Um, a sort of a trident tap. I don't think it's called that, but that's what I'm calling it. Oh. And it was three taps in one tap. I'll be quiet. And one is cold water, and one's mm-hmm. boiling water, and one is, and wait for it, fizzy water. Oh, <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Imagine having that in your home. But oh. you see, I worry about the boiling water function for the, for the drunks. I yeah. Sure, obviously oh, not yeah. one, but I mean, if you have someone drinking alcohol in the house, I don't advise that. Well, it's um, oh, yes. Yeah. When I used to drink um, very, very heavily, I used to go up in. The, when I got up in the morning, I didn't dare risk holding a glass because my hands were shaking so much. So I would drink directly from the tap, um, mm. even though my mother told me as a child never drink um, directly from the tap because sometimes slugs come out unexpectedly. I never saw that. Yeah, but the good thing is your dad always carried a pinch of salt in his pocket. Yeah, exactly. Presumably for that. Exactly. And also, if you, you know, feel that ill, you're not going to bother about a slug coming out. That would be devoured. Bit of Bit of protein to That's sort the only breakfast I'm going to have, you know, until I, uh, <laughs> until I open the Ricard. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, so I, I thought that. Anyway, that wasn't it. That was, well, I was talking about the... Uh, and I was really Three impressed. Times. I actually said, oh, brave new world that hath did such you? crazy golf in it. Oh, <laughs> did the Huxley reference land? No, oh. it didn't. I think oh. it's actually Shakespeare. Oh, it is originally. You're absolutely oh. right, Frank. So Shakespeare actually... You went OG on me. I like that. Shakespeare. <laughs> what's OG? Original gangster. <laughs> yeah. You went Tempest. Is it Tempest? <laughs> yeah, so you yeah. could say Shakespeare invented in it. <laughs> which of uh, youth of... Uh, do youth know that they're quoting Shakespeare when they say in it? No. 
Oh, forsooth. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, anyway, I was watching this crazy golf in awe when one of the children, and I said they're young, you know, they're, they're, they're nine and ten, one mm. of them just picked the... He, he played a bad first shot. He just picked the ball up, put it straight in the hole, and the computer congratulated him for a hole in one. Ah. <laughs> Great reaction now. So, There's uh, not been a system yet invented that hasn't been gamed. No, I mean, uh, this Real kid, life lesson. I thought maybe he'd misunderstood the word pot and thought <laughs> you could just put it in the hole. Um, <laughs> but this elaborate old... Uh, this arena of lights and sounds couldn't cope with a kid just <laughs> dropping the ball straight into the hole. I was very. The thing is, you can't unsee that. Do you know what I mean? Once no. you've seen a kid do that, it, it, I was despairing. Oh, sorry about that. It's exactly the technology that Hawkeye was invented for, surely. Yeah, well, you know, I, I must have told you when I went to a rest, a first floor sushi restaurant once in um, Bournemouth and looked out the window and there was an overgrown crazy golf and there was a clown's face, big gaping clown's face covered in mildew and ivy and I thought, goodness me, that's a fabulous symbol of my career. <laughs> and and now I find I go to crazy golf and uh, it, it shows me the end of traditional morality. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm going to um, tell my second um, child activity story of the morning. We also went go-karting on Sunday. Obviously, they just pushed them around the tracks. There was no fuel. Ah. But even so, it was, it was a much help. No, no, they, were, they, had, they found a bit of, uh, a bit of uh, fuel. And um, I'm glad you were using the supplies on go-karts. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a great, yeah, <laughs> but you know, you've got to look after the children. <laughs> if you look after the children, then you've got a happy life. Um, and so they went round and round. It was quite um, noisy, and I inhaled quite a lot of carbon monoxide. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we, um, I was worried Did about my... Did you get my, a little headache? Um... I didn't because luckily they had the antidote available there, which were um, bright blue slosh poppies. Do you oh, remember yeah. those drinks? Oh, no yeah. longer called slosh poppies. Well, uh, what are they called now? They've been rebranded. They're called star slosh. Oh. <laughs> Everything has to have a little celebrity, a little celebrity thing. It's like charity. Yeah. If it doesn't have a celebrity, don't count no more. Mm-hmm. Has the... Uh, the graphic change then, because it was a little. No, there was a songs, dog. songs, songs canine now. No canine. I think it's a star. I think it is. Oh, no. Have they removed the puppy from Flush Puppies? Think, that was gone. I think the whole puppy thing is. There's probably it's thought it's thought to be cruel or something. The idea oh, that yeah. somebody might um, <laughs> cr- crush one yeah. like like yeah. ice. Thought there might be a misunderstanding. Um, yeah. Still taste. Um, I mean, brilliant. (laughs) Uh, Brilliant in there. You know there are no natural ingredients Mm. in it. And Mm. some are are very refreshing. It's a lovely change from these, you know, these drinks that tell you they're healthy and then when you actually look, they've got nine spoonfuls of sugary. It's it's up front. What you see is what you get with with a star slosh, the SS as I call it. (laughs) I'm not the first person to say of the SS, what you see is what you get. (laughs) 
for goodness sake. Oh. Imagine you in the branding meeting. But Exactly. But I tell you what, I'll tell you what, we had... Um, um, we we had those cakes, cupcakes, you know? You know oh, what I'm yeah. talking about? Yes, I know cupcakes. I think cupcakes are the least uh, appealing of all the cakes because the mm. icing is just too much. You get a cake... I think if you get a cake that's, say, two inches high, the icing should not be equally high. Right. It should be less, considerably. You know when people say, oh, that really puts the icing on the cake? Mm. Yeah, well, with a cupcake, what you're really doing is put the cake underneath the icing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? The icing is the dominant thing, and it's not too much. I well, think ratio and food is an important conversation that we need to I, I do. More. I do. I had, no one I ever had says... a very similar chat recently about... Um, one of those fancy sausage rolls that I felt was about 19 parts meat and one part pastry. It was just too much meat. Yeah, I've seen that. That roll. is a trend in sausage yeah. rolls. The, yeah. thin, the thinning... Are you outer. complaining getting too much value for money? Yeah, because if I want... I'll have a sausage if I want that. You have a sausage. Go on. <laughs> you have your sausage. But I want the pastry to be a, a dominant thing as well. You know what I mean? I'm after democracy in a sausage roll, not dominance. I'd, I'd like to... That's really put the cake <laughs> under the icing. <laughs> Frank, I'm going to present... Uh, I'm going to be the voice of controversy here. Here we go. I happen to prefer the icing. I specifically like my cupcakes icing dominant oh no do you remember there was a string of documentaries called when blah blah goes bad like when the weather goes bad well that when flightless birds go bad well for me that's when icing goes bad is when it's on it or when sausage goes bad would be the uh, the thin uh, the thin pastry sausage roll okay how many people do you think we've lost <laughs> this morning so far? There'll be a few old stalwarts. We're we doing when radio goes bad. But exactly, when radio goes off. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Still no mud wrestling answers? <laughs> no, not so far. No. Was it? What is it just, with people? Maybe you should re throw it out there just to. Yeah, do they use real mud for mud wrestling? Maybe mud wrestling has been removed, but it doesn't need to be ladies mm-hmm. in bikinis. I, I don't see why it couldn't be uh, any uh, any kind of human being. Also, you know that Turkish really? wrestling where they pour olive oil on each other. I no. wonder what I wonder what no, calibre of do. olive oil they're using. Yeah, do you think virgin or non-virgin? Expensive. Yeah. I um, I don't. I'm not familiar with Turkish wrestling where they pour olive oil on each other. I think they wear some Alice. special trousers and sort of grab each other. I well, look. on a on a. Oh, I like. I think documentary. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I like say it. I think. Any generally speaking, any event that involves special trousers, <laughs> is, uh, is certainly, it's one for me. <laughs> special <laughs> trousers. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you sell? Special trousers. Get out! Get out of my shop! <laughs> oh, but I just—I wanted to go some Turkish rest. Get out! Um, uh, so actually, I had—I had dinner with um, Melvin Bragg this this week. 
Oh, is his hair still uh, he looks luxurious? He looks, he looks amazing. He's still the shop as a tack. And we was... Um, I'll tell you what, I, I ordered hispy cabbage. If ever I go to a fancy restaurant, I like to order one thing that I don't know what it is. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just oh yeah. And uh, do, are you familiar with uh, hispy cabbage? No. no, no. I was hoping it might be wispy cabbage. That was a typo on the menu, and it just you know ah. I just inhaled some cabbage-based smoke. Mm-hmm. But no, it was um, not that nice cabbage. That's what I would call it. <laughs> oh, quite a hard lump of cabbage. What not, was it seasoned with? Uh, How was it presented? Well, it had stuff on the top of it that looked. Um, it looked a bit like asbestos. I'm guessing it in the modern age it wasn't. But there, there was a sort of a topping on it, not, can I say, not <laughs> a la cupcake. It was a bit thinner <laughs> than that and hopefully more interesting. But um, not nice, he speaks. So I'm just saying if there's anyone out there who's going out with uh, Lord Bragg tonight... Skip the hispy. Skip the hispy is uh, my new catchphrase. I'm describing that as the ultimate niche shout-out. I think some of them was even more niche. It's in the midst of the meal. Who should turn up but um, Benjamin Zephaniah, the Birmingham poet, and um, Villafan, just saying that. But um, he um, (laughs) presented uh, Lord Bragg with a a framed copy of a poem that he'd written about him. It was a lovely moment. Was he just carrying it round with him? He he turned up just out of the blue. It was a surprise. It was sort of like a literary stripogram, if you can imagine. (laughs) Such a thing just suddenly appeared at the table. I remember a mate once saying to me, this would be in the 80s, he said to me, you ruined my stripogram tonight, but they'd got a stripogram for his birthday. He said, you ruined that by shouting, this is Thatcher's Britain. (laughs) 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 The most 70s slash 80s anecdote ever. Uh, Yeah, it was 80s, I think. I think she had her feet under the table by then. Yeah, Um, she did. No, I just thought it was a fairly... Unpleasant thing, and I made my uh, feelings known. I didn't hold up a red card. No. It was those days I hadn't come around. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. <laughs> Have you heard from um, the outside world? Yes, our tuppence. I'd like a jingle that goes the outside world, the outside world, whoa, the outside world. Um, what do you well, think that be? you've just done it. Why? Oh, yeah, because you it. enjoyed living in medieval Britain. Keep jingles live. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like the sort of thing Simon of Sudbury might what sing. About, that'd be a great campaign, keep jingles live, so you have to do all your jingles <laughs> live on air. That, oh, man, brilliant. I'm going to do that, that for a while. That sounds like, you know, there's, there's more to it than many uh, campaigns. I once did a gig, a benefit gig, for the um, comedian Hal Cruttenden. Oh, yeah. And I got there, and it was to, it was to help people go to drama school. Oh. I was like, I think, I think we need more plumbers than uh, future Than Christopher plumbers. <laughs> yeah. Hey? Very good. Hey? Very good, Frank. Very good. So... The outside world. The outside world, the outside world. Oh, the outside world. Uh, we've heard from our tuppence. <laughs> our tuppence, oh, yes. Our tuppence uh, just wanted to add, which I enjoyed. Frank's anecdotes this morning are coming thick and fast. Crazy golf to Melvin Bragg in a matter of minutes. Yeah, well, there you go. Not to 60. <laughs> oh, he's 80, actually. But, um, <laughs> yes. 
Well, it's been a, it's been a very full week for me, I must say. We've also had some people getting in touch regarding two ongoing themes this morning: uh, cupcakes. Mm-hmm. And you've also referred to, I think, sausage rolls. That was your contribution, Al. I mean, you've contributed more. It's all about percentages is what we're talking about. Percentage, sausage to pastry, icing to cake. That's that's the... I mean, actually, I wouldn't feel too aggrieved if the sausage roll was 15 parts meat and five parts pastry. I wouldn't feel like that was that wrong, but not 19 and one No, no, no. We get the uh, add-in, Al add-in. Beryl Cole. Yeah, Beryl you. Cole. Beryl Cole. I like that. That's a good name. Beryl Cole. Like that. That'd be a good tribute to act. Yeah. To, to who? Cheryl Cole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, I should have got that, really, looking back as a professional comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Beryl Cole. Who's who? That? who would that be? Whose surname is Cole? And their first name sounds no, a no. bit like Beryl. Yeah, that completely <laughs> eluded me. Nevertheless, yeah. so what okay. does Beryl? I didn't get uh, Phil McCann. Oh right, this which week. is the sort of joke of the week. Yeah, in case you don't know, oh. the, the guy reporting on the fuel shortage on the news was called Phil McCann. Yeah, well, I didn't that's get it. good. Yeah. No, he was really called out there. That was that was just um, oh, good when the I universe falls into place. I love it. Anyway, Beryl Cole has uh, some advice for you. Okay. Cut the cup. Cut the cupcake in half through the middle and wedge the bottom on top of the icing to make a cupcake sandwich much better. Yeah, but Beryl, I'm sure she's a nice woman, but her mathematics is at fault here because that does not change the ratio. Putting the cake on top, the icing is still more icing than there should be. Sorry, Beryl. Respect. <laughs> but um, I, I no, that wouldn't do it for me. I'm sorry. I think the cupcake is that is one of the one of the many very very popular things that I don't know why it's very very popular. If I listed them, we'd still be here. I would be doing a 24 hour radio marathon along with Bush <laughs> and Richie. You, you have to feel for. Uh Fair, it used to be called the fairy cake, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was that the one where they made little wings by cutting yes. the top off? And they, that was yeah. a lovely... See, that was a delicate yeah. little cake, a little fairy. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, looks a bit like the butterfly stroke, like there was two shoulder blades opening yes. up on the top of the... Uh... And then the cup mm-hmm. got in on the action. Who asked you? Yeah. What a, that was, as I say, when icing went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've also heard from Mark Nixon, I have to disagree with pastry ratios. Not enough filling these days. Just a disappointing oh. pastry pocket. Oh. OK. That reminds oh. me when Sarah Millican was on Room 101 and she chose um, <laughs> uh, chicken Kiev's with uh, not enough Kiev. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Do I have to keep telling you? You... About once an hour, I think. Yeah, Yeah. I think that is the rules. You referred (laughs) to Absolute Radio as where real philosophy matters. Mm -hmm. And John Hopkins... 
Hopkins. Yes. Uh, has a tale regarding pastry ratios and a man in what he describes as an existential dilemma. Okay. Finally, a radio show discussing pastry ratios. A mate once got a sausage roll from Greg's that was pure pastry. What? Do you know, how long has this producer been working on this show? In all this time... We've we've said some things. Yeah. I have never heard mm. her gasp. No. Until now. Maybe maybe Greg's a very litigious <laughs> and she's just worried. About yeah, maybe. <laughs> what the, what they've bought, them. what that person's bought is a roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John continues. He complained, and they offered him a choice: a new one, or keep the roll. And have two free sausages. Oh, I have never seen a man in such an existential dilemma. Not even Jean-Paul Sartre. I mean, that is extraordinary. (laughs) Yeah, that reminds me when I took Boz to, um, I think it was Burger King, and the woman leaned across the counter and said to him, ice cream or toy? (laughs) And I thought he was going to... Can I compute? I thought he was going (laughs) to smoke coming out the ears. So what would you go for... uh, Alan, if you were offered that choice, new one or two sausages to accompany the roll. Oh, God. I mean, I'd, first of all, I'd like about a year and a half to think about this. But if I was to rush, I think I'd take the two sausages and put them into the empty pastry. That's That sounds like a bargain then, doesn't it? See, what I'd do, I'd have the two sausages and I'd hold them in the same hand... <laughs> As the role, <laughs> like when you see a third world statesman doing a press conference and they gaffer tape some microphones together into a cluster, <laughs> and I, that's how I'd eat it. I'd eat it like from the fist, but with with the three shoulder to shoulder. Not I know sausages oh. don't have shoulders, but you know what I mean. Mm. But you, Em? that's a bit of everything. I'm there. glad. I'm glad you came to me, Frank. This is a dilemma. Mm. I mean, it's one of the biggest ones I would ever have in my life. And I've had Shaquille O'Neal or the Arsenal player. Mm. I would say <laughs> I'd, I'd go fresh. Would you really? I'd take that risk. I don't want to be clinging on to two sausages. And the, it's, it's, not, it's not right for my brand. Well, it's got, there's a logic uh, issue in this because what you feel is if you go... And have, I'll just have a, a new one, please. You feel you've lost something, but you haven't lost something. That's what you wanted, and that's what you want in there was for a sausage roll. Yeah, you're just you're, you're the ledger is is um is level. It balances. Yeah. It's just that you've heard now. Oh, there's two sausage, and suddenly yeah. You've, yeah. you've become confused. Mm. What, what you've done is you've got greedy. <laughs> Well, you've been, yeah, you've been, the the other man's sausages are always greener. And, oh. um, yeah, a Greg, a Greg. That's the adage goes. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that one before, <laughs> But you know what I mean? Once you get the idea, it sounds better. But I think yours is the more balanced thing. But I, I like the, uh, the third world statesman microphone cluster. <laughs> approach. <laughs> I think, you know, when it comes down to it, we all do. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. In one of the breaks, the the many breaks we have on Mm -hmm. this show, Mm -hmm. 
I was singing It'll Never Work, which you're probably familiar with, Al, are you? Yes. Yeah, I me know too. It well. I like it a lot. So do I. It's one of my favourite songs. The producer didn't know what it was, Frank. I think many of our readers won't know what it is. Surely not. Basically, me it's and... It's a classic. Me and David Baddiel, <laughs> the activist, um, we um, did a TV show together which was improvised and uh, we were so lacking in confidence that the theme tune what was called It'll Never Work and ended and neither will we again so um, yes that was the song but now it was um, one of the greats yes Sarah didn't know that but that's fair enough it's you know it's TV history Mm. goodness it's been a while I must say it was a great show I met I think I met the kid who sang it or something like that did you how old is he now Frank where did you meet he's him he's in his early 70s <laughs> yeah <laughs> no is I don't he it's, it's Melvin Bragg is he adventurous <laughs> granddad <laughs> <laughs> I sincerely hope so no that was uh, yeah that was long time we've also heard back from Beryl Cole oh okay yeah our cupcake correspondent the icing oh. squ- she's, do you remember she was recommending the cupcake cake, as it were, with icing in the middle that you slice it through. I remember when she was Beryl Tweedy. <laughs> uh. Yes, and I... I what I, about I, Beryl uh, Vecini Fernandez? That was a brief period. Was it Vecini oh, Fernandez? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, remember, I wouldn't have... If you'd have said to me what was that uh, sort of Spanish name she had, I wouldn't have come up with that. Ever. Beryl Cole, the icing squishes out the sides and you can scrape it off. I don't think I'd make a great Cheryl official tribute act, age 60. Far too dodgy (laughs) knees. But thanks anyway. Now, you see, I imagine that Beryl Cole was a joke (laughs) name based on Cheryl Cole. But now we've had the uh, 60 (laughs) element... um, what Not she's much. done is impressing down with the the sixty. The irony is squirted out the sides <laughs> and left with a, a very believable first name of Beryl. Mm. Beryl's such a great name. I'm, I don't know why that hasn't come back for the little children. Yeah. You know the old names that come back for the little children. Oh yeah, yeah. But Beryl hasn't for some reason. Mm. Oh dear. The uh, cake that she's describing, mm. sponge and then icing in the middle and then more sponge, isn't that the basic platform idea of a Victoria sponge? Mm. Is that not what they're, yeah, it's, they're I, creating? I yeah, I, don't, I mean, I think she's acknowledging that it's a slice. It's some form of a slice mm. she's right. come up with. But she slice. never mentioned, I have to say, the icing squirting out the side. That's a whole <laughs> new ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a whole new world. Yeah, Beryl, give us the full story. And then uh, finally, I mean, we won't talk about cupcakes all morning, but no. I, for one, have enjoyed it. 330, cupcakes are decorative, but the displacement activity of the icing can be intense. Mm-hmm. The displacement activity. What does so that mean? to deal with it, I think. Well, there's a lot to navigate, isn't there? Structurally, it's flawed. Yeah. As well, a structure. Well, the other thing is, you need... You know those moments when uh, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo sort of dis- <laughs> dislocated their jaws in order to yeah. eat a very largely stacked sort of super club sandwich? Yeah. To get... To actually get a um, uh, an icing-stacked cupcake in is... Uh, 
It's very difficult indeed. You have to sort of come at the side a bit. It's unsatisfying. (laughs) When you win Great British Bake Off, if you won it with a really brilliant cupcake, would you get a a cake cup for your cupcake? (laughs) Hey, 12.15. Frank, you recently regaled us with an anecdote about, uh, you know, one of your anecdotes about how much you'd enjoyed some toast. In oh, a hotel. yes. Having not had toast with nothing on, with just butter on for the first time for years, I thought, you know what? Toast is actually brilliant. I'd forgotten. Delicious. Mm. And then there was a heartbreak moment where the next day it wasn't so good. But, you know, these things happen. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you're what they call a trendsetter because it's now been uh, in the news, it's been in the news cycle that Victoria <laughs> Beckham is um, is a fan of toast, not with butter. I believe she's having it with salt. You know that yes. well-known snack that everyone talks about? Yeah. Salt on toast. <laughs> I have That's to say, having. This uh-huh. way, you know you think... When I said earlier that I like to have something I've never heard of before and I, I suggested hispy cabbage. Mm. Oh, but yeah. but when, if you can come up with something you've never heard of before which is so familiar mm. as to combine salt yes. and toast and it still sounds exotic. Mm. Well done, Victoria. That really was something. <laughs> well, she said she was talking on the, the podcast of Ruth Rogers... If you, I don't know if uh, everyone's familiar with her. She runs the River Cafe. Oh, okay. And oh, okay. do you know Ruth Rogers? <laughs> no, but it's anyway, not very appropriate. No, with no. A, a lady like Ruth <laughs> no, Rogers, the Waterstones crowd. It's really it not appropriate. Work, yeah. Not so nice with a lady. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're quite right. Ruth you're right. Right, I right. mean, Will Rogers, you know, yeah, Buck Kenny Rogers, Rogers. Kenny Rogers. I actually explained to Kenny Rogers the verb. How did that go? He was, um, well, he was appalled because he had a a string of fast food chains (laughs) called Kenny Rogers Roosters. (laughs) Are you at? No, that's actually true, yeah. Yeah. What did he say? Is he not? I imagine he, he was, was really. Not, he was a bloke who really thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah he was. He was very oh, laid cool. back. I think That's he'd be good. nice. Uh, I'm man. sure Ruth yeah. Rogers would be nice. I just don't think it would be appropriate. No, it's no, a I bit wouldn't. More... Okay. I wouldn't drop it in a company. Don't worry about that. No, I don't think he'd be welcome. I'll never be in a company, almost certainly. No, I don't think so. But uh, Virginia, not Virginia, Victoria Beckham was yes. I nearly said Virginia yeah. Bottomley. I think there was a VB in <laughs> there did somewhere. A... She did a podcast. Anyway, she did the podcast, and and on it she said, Victoria Beckham said, it's that carbohydrate that makes you feel comforted. Yeah. I would say there are things that I find more comforting than charred bread devoid of moisture... Mm. Does she put butter on it before no, the salt? No, she won't have butter. Right. Now, butter. Are you sure? Frank, you have you got a shock sure? jingle for that? I mean, <laughs> butter... No, because no. Because there is even a product called salted butter that would be perfect for such an occasion. Is there really? The <laughs> I yeah, like the way you announced You announced that as if as if you should have a silver space suit on, talking to me <laughs> through a monitor. There is a product called salted butter. <laughs> called what? <laughs> what is she citizen? What will they think of next? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just thinking of it as more of a labour-saving purchase for the no, If this no. was the movie, we need to see the newspapers spinning around. Yeah, with salted butter. Salted butter. Uh, no, discovered. This Al was um, dry toast with, with yeah. salt sprinkled on it. She was oh, quite I'm out. Oh, come on, give it. I tell you what, I... Um, oh, well, the, the, the producer has... Uh, has I don't, well, I don't know. What, I don't know what the thirty seconds. Do you mean to go? Okay, I've never seen that before ever. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I decided to have, to try this yesterday, and then the only bread we'd got in the house was frozen, and I hadn't got time to. So I tried um, a frozen piece of bread, not toasted, but just. Oh. I basically just reproduced. Uh, winter road conditions I just put salt <laughs> on frozen <laughs> and I tell you one thing I've discovered completely accidentally is frozen bread is it's really nice oh I freeze no. all my bread no but I, do you eat it frozen of course I don't no I didn't thaw it I ate it still you frozen didn't, you didn't John it with the uh, I didn't with the salt on it was it was actually pretty good is it alright to eat frozen bread 8, 12, oh, yeah. 15 <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Victoria Beckham's salt toast. <laughs> she said, she acknowledged though, because she's quite self-aware, VD, which I do mm. like. She said, she admitted, she said, to most restaurants, I'm probably their worst nightmare. I love steamed vegetables and I like to season things myself. I don't like oil or butters or sauces. And she said that even Gordon Ramsay, who's a, a friend of the family, he said he's Gasp. he's never seen anybody as disciplined about the way they eat. Well, that's what he says to them. What's that's the client she, facing? What does she mean by I like to season myself? Does she arrive with um, you know those things that Mexican bandits <laughs> used to wear? Does she arrive with them with like salt, pepper, oh, yeah. mixed herbs, turmeric? Arrives yeah. in. There used to be um, there used to be a nightclub in Birmingham where women wore sort of um, tequila shots in those. Oh, um, yeah. Well, are you suggesting she'd arrive with a spice rack? Uh, that is <laughs> very good. It's good, and it's the cleanest version of yeah. that joke available <laughs> on the market. Very breakfast. Well done, you. Thank you. That job on Christian radio when this uh, when this show closes is waiting. <laughs> Brilliant work, Emily. So she, I would say, as I said, I think she's, she seems to be self-aware about it. She acknowledges it's a problem. Mm. I do know, do you remember the chef, uh, Mark Peter White? Um, Oh, Marco Pierre, yes. yes. Oh, yes, I just dined um, I stayed at at the Mercure Hotel in Bridgewater, you might remember, and the restaurant Mm -hmm. there is a Marco Pierre White. There's some of the most depressing photographs (laughs) on the wall there of him having, like, boisterous macho horseplay with Gordon Ramsay in the kitchen and a shot of Gordon Ramsay afterwards cooking (laughs) with all the back of his shirt and trousers ripped. They got so out of hand. And did he have crazy. special oh. trousers? Uh, well, if he did, they'd been unspecialed by uh, MPW. But it was um, it was so much when um, when the male cooks sort of yeah. overmail it. They love that, don't they? Oh, oh they relax. Well, you've got your restaurant. Relax. Mark Peter White was food was nice. So fair play. 
Oh, yeah. okay. He infamously, I mean, he. If oh any, yes, do I you remember. Yes, he somewhat. would eject people from his restaurants if they asked for salt. And pepper. Yes, he he That's came out of the kitchen, didn't he? Furious because someone had asked for salt. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no need for that. He didn't like it. In fairness, it was for a sticky toffee pudding, so they were a bit cheeky. Well, they were ahead of their time. That was yeah. that was pre the salt <laughs> caramel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how? What do you think? I. I do often favour salt, uh, salted toast with some sort of roasted tomatoes. Do you really? Oh. With olive oil. Well, you learn something new every week. I mean, you that's do. nice. I'm, I'm Mediterranean, really. Emily Dean. Oh, I'm very Mediterranean, Al. Yeah. Um, did we find out if it's safe to eat frozen toast, by the way? Because I have eaten uh, a actually, slice yesterday. Yes. We've had um, we've had a text saying. Uh, Actually, I mean, this is not breaking news, but um, uh, hi, what will Frank give himself out of 10 at the end of this show? I toast frozen bread. It's fine and butter spreadable. I think it's safe no, no, to do I, this from no, no, There's a misunderstanding no, no, here. No, no, I, I understand that you ate it frozen. I'm just yeah. saying that you could have toasted it straight from the freezer. That was a lovely I could have toasted it, but you know what? Things to do, Al. <laughs> Things You're a busy to guy, do. Aren't you? Dr. Toasting. Nige that's texted the show, aren't you? I uh, I can't be uh, I can't be toasting things in the day like that. <laughs> but um, we're trying to set up that we can get some toasted salt. Would you call yeah. it to- salt on toast? I suppose you'd salt on yeah. toast. I think yeah. Yeah. So we, well, I'm I'm going to give it a try. I might. T- I don't know if I can t- if I can tempt Emily into a carbohydrate. I'm surprised, actually, that um, Victoria eats any carbohydrates at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, good, aren't I thought she... Remember, I was saw her dining out once, and for dessert, she had half a jelly tot. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Look, we got some salt on toast. I'm oh, going to be okay. straight with you. Um, dry salt toast. We've had it. I don't know if I over-salted. I feel really thirsty now. Can I tell you, Al, we had a different technique, Frank Skinner and myself. I went for... the for, salting. Mm. Yes. It's in, it was interesting to note. I don't know what this says, but I went for the... Let me of, guess. Go on. Did you, did you do a delicate sprinkle and, and Frank just plopped the toast straight face down into a bowl of salt? Is that how it works? Well, you're close. I <laughs> sprinkled it as one would, you know, seasoning with sea salt, for example, yeah. a, a, on top of a dish or a salad, etc. Mm-hmm. Frank grabbed a spoon and just <laughs> tipped it onto the toast. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> oh, extraordinary <clears throat> behaviour. It was sounds a- salty. It, it, it was quite salt. I may, I might have over-salted the toast, but it's all it's right. Like your review of salt on toast. <laughs> yeah, salty. bit salty. And, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I tell you what, I didn't miss the uh, spread as much as I thought I would. You did miss the spread. Oh, really? To me, it tasted like herrings. Herrings? Ooh. That what can get kind of talk, isn't it? Tasted like herring. What kind of salt did you put on it? It tasted very, it's uh, very fishy. Sort of sardine yeah. a bit mackerel What I liked, the classic Emily Lovely. Dean moment, she said to me, <laughs> um, 
Oh, it's table salt. Well, I, I, forgot it, I forgot it was called that. Table. She said, I thought we might have some pink Himalayan oh, salt. Oh, no. I did say that. I was reading about pink Himalayan salt. You know, they, they claim mm. that it, you sleep better when you take it, oh, yeah. that you it reduces signs of ageing oh, and increases on. your libido. Pink yeah. Himalayan I mean, salt. three of my favourite things. I, I you know, had... you know how I take, you know how I take those claims. <laughs> Do you <laughs> with know a pinch of with a pinch of pink Himalayan salt? Oh, exactly. Right, very lovely, good. very good. Do you know I like to bathe in pink Himalayan? You are. Do you really? Yeah. No way. Yes. Wow. I have to. Sort of you know, we were talking before about the proportion of sausage to sausage roll. How much salt to yeah. water? Well, what I found is that it can be a little bit of a shock when you're stepping into the bath. Crunchy if, floor. Oh. How dare you? Mm, yeah. If all the salt hasn't properly, uh, mm. you know. Uh-huh. It's like go when you go into the. People coming out the sea doing that terrible <laughs> sharp stone walk. I know, but the feet are one thing. Wouldn't it be you great know? if Ursula Andress in Doctor No had come out of the sea doing that, walking in that? Oh, oh, oh. oh so it's still crunchy on the bottom of the bath. It's very crunchy, so I like to leave it in there a while, and it's it's yeah. awfully soothing. Is it really? Mm. Yes. Mm. Well, I'll go to our house. <laughs> And there you would have found salt. Yeah. Of <laughs> course, in my You're... dad's pockets, yeah, ready thanks. for blinding assailants. That's what Frank Stad, <laughs> in case there are any new readers, uh, Frank Stad loved. He always kept salt on his person. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a good thing to do. No. Obviously, it's a bad thing to do. But those were, um, you know, <clears throat> he, he, he was out sometimes when it was dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Which kind of justifies it for me. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Simple enough, isn't it? Get on with it. We've been discussing uh, VB and uh, SOT, salt on toast. Mm. Um, and uh, 597 has texted, toast dripping and salt, you can't beat it. I know it sounds a bit medieval, but hey, no, and we, that's Simon of Sudbury, who does also sound a bit medieval. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, um, we used to have a lot of dripping. So yeah. my mum would just get the meat tin out the oven that had still got the sort of space where the meat had been in the middle. Mm. And then there's all this white congealed stuff with like, brown jelly underneath and then just spread it on the bread. As you say, salt on top of that because we thought there might not be enough salt in it. Really? Perfect. You'd eat that, would you? We would eat that, yes. Yeah, they, just, they, had, they had that, Emily, just with a little uh, sprinkle of Himalayan vinegar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shut up! <laughs> I apologise. Some balsamic vinegar. I'm I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, this week, this is what I saw. I was at a, uh, a lovely restaurant with Melvin Bragg or no, without not, not with Melvin Bragg. Bragg. I'm a Bragg. I'm never completely Sons Bragg. Um, and um, they, we ordered uh, fizzy water, you know. I think for the table is the term they use. Sparkling water and Frank, I bet Frank Al says, no, fizzy, please. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I did say. 
I did say uh, some fizzy water. So they brought in a lovely bottle that stood on the table. But inside the bottle, there was like another compartment, another with um, crystals in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as far as I could see, this inner... It's like a heart, like a heart inside the bottle. Uh, but as far as I could see, it was the crystals were enclosed in glass. So I thought, I, what's the point if if the water isn't reaching the crystals? So I asked, um, well, I was tempted to say waitress, but in this particular restaurant, they're known as storytellers oh. because they tell you the story of, of, of every course. Oh. Oh. Bear with me. Um, stop it, Al. Stop going. Nah. <laughs> so anyway, I said, well, "What is the point of having?" I said, "Are they crystals?" And she said, "Yes." And I said, "So, why? Are, what's the point if they're enclosed in in a glass thing because they're not touching the water?" She said, "No, no, they don't um, touch the water, but they vibrate, and that improves the texture of the water." Oh. And I thought, okay. And I said, uh, I've never heard of that before. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. Pseudoscience is my favourite science. Yeah. I don't like the other stuff much, but <laughs> pseudoscience can be a fabulous um, cavalcade yeah. of ideas and uh, mm. outla- outrageous theories. So she said, well, we had a, a, a water sommelier came here the other week. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the word sommelier, but it's normally someone an expert on wine. Yes. But yeah. this one was um, ex- an expert on water. And she said, we had a, a water tasting evening. Oh. <laughs> wow. It was a monastery. Did I tell you that? No, it wasn't. <laughs> a lot of them make, make their own wine, in fact. Um, so yeah, you I mean, get as a, a specialist sommelier who just deals with water. As a teetotaler, I was um, I was very impressed by the idea of a water tasting evening. Can you yeah. imagine such yeah. a thing? <laughs> Someone told me that the word teetotaler came out because the bloke who announced the campaign stammered and actually said he stammered on the word on the letter T of of, to, of totaler. And that's how it came out as, as teetotal. Is that possibly true? Someone will know out there. Oh, someone So anyway, water tasting evening. Uh, Dimitri the Nimble has been in touch. Oh, yeah. I don't know, It's but it sounds complicated. Uh, try crumbled OXO cubes on buttered toast. You will never look back. Well, me and my uh, siblings used to eat um, OXO cubes, just like you might eat sweets just chew them up and they were uh, <laughs> yeah they were very nice I, I don't know if I should recommend them on air that's probably some I don't, I don't think there's any no, bit of extra salt good. but yeah try them they, they are they're uh, <laughs> try they're, uh, maybe you know have that's a... where our childhoods cross over because I did the same did you well yeah. they I knew there would yeah. be some common ground <laughs> hurrah finally yeah <laughs> it's taken 11 years to find <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> when Emily asked me if my dad had any con, who were his contacts? What are you talking? What? Oh, shut up! <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've been doing a lot of uh, of what I would call salty humour on uh, yeah, on we the radio have. today. Not not by its original meaning, but um, you know, we were discussing Victor, VB's salt on toast 
order. Now, I think I've discovered recently a little life hack that I'd like to share with people. Mm-hmm. I've occasionally been having stinky food like really late at night. So I'm, I'm a, on a constant attempt to eat more oily fish. So having things like mackerel or sardines on toast, mm. but I've realised if I eat that stuff at like 11pm when everybody else has gone to bed, then it doesn't stink on my beard and the next mm. morning, like, and it doesn't repeat on me for the rest of the day. This so eating smelly... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so by the time I wake up it's just the pillow that smells it's not my face anymore oh that's nice for your wife exactly Um, (laughs) and and I'm I'm recommending it and in fact last night I I did a gig and then I I had some cottage cheese with chives on toast and because it's not a particularly stinky or disgusting food it just lacked something it didn't have the same frisson for me if Mm. I'm absolutely honest with you so I share that as as a life hack for you all yeah, what you need is maybe a jogged hair waiting when you get in. A jogged hair? Do you know what a jogged hair is? It's when they no. hang it off it's until it nice. decays. It's not Oh, nice. I see. And then they put it in a jog to marinade. I had mm, someone... I'll tell you what I, where I had it. I had it on um, that radio show, uh, I've Never Seen Star Wars. You know that? Oh, I think yeah. it was a TV oh, yeah. show as well for her. I know those period. jogged hair. There's a sort of thing Lady Chatterley's lover would have kept in his uh, quarters, in his shed. I don't know what Lady Chatterley's lover kept in his quarters. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't um, have it hanging up at my house. OK, OK. So, that's interesting, Al. So, you favour... I, I would... I'm going to have to uh, raise... There's a point of order here. You threw chives in very happily and confidently mm. with the non-smelly food group. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying, to. I don't like to plug um, brands on the show, but I've been trying Longley Farm <laughs> cottage cheese with chives. Wow. Well, it, oh. it is the best cottage cheese. but <laughs> have to uh, investigate this one. <laughs> I'd, I'd never experienced it with chives before and someone recommended it to me and I thought, well... You know, in this, this does sound like sponsorship. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I mean, well, I can honestly I say maybe to balance this, that I ate cottage cheese in all its manifestations. What about with pineapple? When did you? When did you no, eat cottage cheese? I, I find it really sort of. I feel like I'm being poisoned. It does something bad to me. No, really. Oh. I don't have any food allergies that I know of, but I'm. Uh, when I have that, I feel like I can't swallow the damn stuff. Okay. <laughs> damn stuff. So- Red Butler. And uh, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I'm not saying that Al's uh, brand um, that I Long think he's got shares in. Yeah. Don't don't say it again, Al. Don't say it again. I love them. But all of them. Yeah. Your, your Philadelphia's your all. I can't. Oh, it's awful stuff. Oh, it's, oh, it's like I can't. It's like it sits in this uh, small chamber just below my larynx and won't move. It's horrors. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Should we head over to the document we like to call previously Al, which is a collection of correspondence? Previously, things that happened previously being referred to now. 
That's nice. Keep I jingles like live. Keep jingles live. <laughs> Keep jingles live. I'd like to bring to your attention a um, an email that we received when we were discussing um, Simon Sudbury on a previous show. Oh yes. Uh, hi Frank et al. I enjoyed hearing mention of Simon Sudbury on the show last week, and I thought you may be interested to know that the bishop's head is now kept separately to his body in some sort of container at St Gregory's Chapel. It was partly mummified after being left on a pike in the sun for a few days <laughs> after his execution. Uh, it wasn't a garnish. I thought it was a garnish for a fish dish. <laughs> after being left on a pike. On a pike in the sun for a few days after oh, his execution awful. by the protesters of the Peasants' Revolt. And it's apparently possible to go and view it. Mm. A couple of my colleagues did so when I was working at the Tower of London although I've not got round to going myself. I thought this could be a nice historical and religious-based trip for Frank in the future. Yeah, it sounds All the good. best, Becca, yeah. I remember in the... Uh, like in a the, lot of fun. The Catholic Cathedral in Montreal, um, they mm. had the heart of um, a, a guy, who'd, a bishop who'd been there and became a saint, and it was stolen and held to ransom. And then oh. rumours went around that they um, they hadn't refrigerated it, the foolish oh. um, the foolish thieves, and so it was in inverted commas handed back. And then it seemed to be much bigger than it was before, and people thought it might have been a pig's one <laughs> that had been brought in just to keep the faithful happy. But I never got to the. Um, the actual um, the bottom of that. So uh, mm. I'm not saying if you're if you're on your way to Montreal Cathedral, I'm not saying it is a pig's one, but that was just the talk. Mm. It, I'm not saying it's a pig's one. <laughs> I'm not that bloke who stands outside <laughs> shouting that. <laughs> Isn't that a work as a catchphrase for oh, me? It's a pig's one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's a pig's one. Sorry, carry on. I like that point. We have some. Uh, we've had some other uh, people getting in touch. A lot of side saddle correspondence. Do you remember this has come oh. up on the show? Oh yes, I met a I met a lady who did, who rode side saddle <laughs> and jumped. Actually, did high jumps mm. sitting side saddle, sort of hanging off the side of a horse. Well, this is where Jackie and Scout takes issue with you. Mm. Oh, I don't know if Jackie and Scout is some sort of a. Is that a woman Schnorbit and horse? Double act. Okay, I so don't know. maybe it's a circus horse I, act. I used to ride. No, I'll change the emphasis here. I used to ride side saddle, mm. and no, you are not hanging off the side of the horse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like the tone here, Emily. Yeah, <laughs> it's very horsey, isn't it? I can yeah. almost, I can almost smell the quilted green waistcoat. I can see the jodhpurs. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. All right, calm down, everyone. The mm. part where you sit is totally flat. The legs to one side, one leg over a sort of hook. Yeah. The other uses the stirrup. Yeah, I did say that you, you one thigh goes over a pommel, a curved pommel, yeah, not some does. sort of hook. Uh, and and into a stirrup, but maybe as as she, as she suggests that that you are a bit more central. I like the. I was thinking very much of people hiding in Wild West things when they stampede the, the horses and they hang behind one on one side. But I I'll, I'll take that as a well, as, Jack, as a correction. Jackie and Scout. Her final word is: I used to compete at shows. Okay. 
Well, you can't argue with that. <laughs> we don't know what show she used to compete at. She might be a jam manufacturer. But nevertheless, mm. I, I, Jackie and indeed Scout, oh, get under. <laughs> I, I bow to your superior. Who is your superior? Is that the bloke in the glasses? Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Okay, now we have uh, we have even more food news. It's been a very food-based show today. I must admit mm. I'd forgotten about this guy, but Salt Bay. I like what you said. Yeah. Like it's his surname. Well, the problem is, is that Mr. Bay, <laughs> Mr. Bay Esquire. <laughs> um, I thought that was his surname. Well, it's just your Star Wars, darling. It's just ever so sweet. I would say Salt Bay. What's the Bay bit mean? You see, where I come from, Bay <laughs> means if you said our oh, Bay going there, you'd mean I'm not going there. Oh, oh. so it's a black country term. Okay. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Salt Bay. So you'd say, uh, oh, some things are, are expensive, but Salt Bay. <laughs> you'd say that. Okay. So what is where... it's a term of affection? It is actually a mono, it is actually an acronym for something, isn't it? Best of all something, but it it's like, oh, it's like goat, babe, is it? gorgeous. You know, it's like oh. your bay. bay. It's because he's the guy we talked about before on the show who poured salt on food by running it down his forearm. Yes, he had an unusual distribution method. He would... He sort of held it in a claw, tight claw, the salt, Mm -hmm. and then released it. And it ran down his forearm onto the food, yeah. He couldn't do it now, of course. It's very difficult to recreate. I tried it with tomato ketchup and I got cramp. Oh, yeah, that'd be horrible, just waiting. He's the Turkish chef. I believe his real name... I will utilise my uh, my mother's Turkish here. Is Nusrat Gotche? Oh, I oh. like it. <laughs> you nice. know, I speak a smattering. Frank. Does he? Uh, does he wrestle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what calibre of olive oil is he? Yeah, I bet he'd. he'd oh, man, imagine the olive oil he'd turn up with. <laughs> I'd Pricey. see him. I'd. Ha- I'd I-, I could speak some. We could exchange words. I'd say Senisiaviorum. <laughs> Google it. Okay. He. I'm guessing it means how much. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> he mark. became known as Salt Bay, as you said. It was about 2017 he went properly viral. He's now got 38 million followers <sighs> on Instagram. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And as a result, his empire's expanded. Well, it Because when you go viral, your empire expands. Yeah, I've noticed that. And I notice it because <laughs> I'm not actually on we're social not. media. In- <laughs> Consequently, my empire <laughs> is the size of a raisin. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, he's just opened a London branch of his restaurant chain. It's called Nusre, Nusret. Yes, Nusret. And people have been up in arms about the prices here. Or down in arms, as he would say, <laughs> when he's putting the salt on. Yeah. Some examples. Four Red Bulls, £44. A steak for £630, £200 for the rack of lamb, £100 for a burger. Whoa. Can I tell you the thing I most objected to? Hmm? £18 for one onion. What? They called it an onion flower. Don't drag flowers into your den of onion iniquity. All right. Yeah. On, on, on iniquity. <laughs> onion flour, £18. But, you know, people are paying it. Well... 
people are paying for the steak and it's actually a gold leaf steak. But mm. I don't really want gold in steak. I'm happy with iron mm. in steak. Of course you are. Get it? Oh, yeah. Iron. You know, iron. There's iron. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I... Yes. Sorry, I was... a. Yes, he covers Just it in gold leaf, and you joke eat for the nutritionists. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. And you eat the you eat the gold leaf. Is that the idea? There's a I lot of so. fondness for gold at the moment. There's gold in skincare as well. Is That's that the new right? thing: gold serums, gold moisturizers. And there's also those really weird from another world daytime telly adverts <laughs> of strange <laughs> blokes saying, "Why don't you buy gold?" And then showing you like these sovereigns that you can buy and keep at home. It's the weirdest yeah. tax evasion thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my. And always odd guys in like cravats. Oh, I like don't. the sound of them. My advice yeah, is don't too. don't buy gold. Oh, <laughs> we'll leave it there. I went to the Fat Dock in Bray this week, which is Heston Blumenthal's place. And I don't know if you're aware of it, but it's like going to the theatre. Oh, it is. As I said before, you don't get a waiter, you get a storyteller. And what we began with was this... It was chickpea water and some lime stuff, and then they freeze it in nitrous oxygen, is it? Yeah. It's about about 100 degrees below freezing. They do that at the table. Mm -hmm. So it's got that dry ice coming over the top like an old hammer horror. And then Mm -hmm. um, you have to eat it in one. It comes out as a sort of... And while you're eating it, they spray lime essence around you from a a sort of... I've never been more limey in my life. I went through the lime ceiling. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing... I do the same thing at home, but without the lime essence. Yeah, well, you spray a haddock. Yeah, you shake your beard around. Yeah, exactly. All you got to do is comb your beard. It'd be the same thing. But it's actually brilliant. You know, I don't. I'm not that interested in food, but I do like gimmicks. Oh, the fat duck is. It's a. It's a whole experience. (laughs) It is. We were in there four hours. Yeah. And it was, um, hmm. it was like Zack Snyder's uh, did, Justice League. You did get lost for three and a half, though, didn't you? <laughs> no, honestly, it was. Uh, did you see t- Heston? Did you see HB? I didn't see. I didn't see Heston, but no. um, it didn't matter. We had our own storyteller. What else do you need in yeah. life? When the when the mm-hmm. sweets come, a sweet oh. shop comes out on a trolley. Did you get your goodie bag? You open it, oh yes. It opens and there's a series of drawers that open uh, and then you take your sweet... Oh, man. It's a special thing. But Salt Bay, um, a a meal for four cost 1,800 quid. That's what it said. Whoa. Now that is... um, So there was three of us. Have a guess. Well, I, I, can't, cool. I mean, I go there, I've been there, I think I can, I'd like Alan to guess. Okay. Um, uh, uh, 85 quid. Okay. Per head, you're saying? No. He's no, saying for the free. I was going all in. Now, bear in mind... Um, this maybe is... round a bit extra up for a tip, you know. <laughs> bear in mind... 86. <laughs> I know this sounds a bit sordid <laughs> talking about... Mon- but this was a thank you meal. So the two people I was taking with me was a thank you for... Oh, who were you? What, Kath and her mother for tolerating you? Um, no, it was uh, professional <laughs> colleagues. What a lovely man you are. Oh, so how um, much was it for three? That's a like lot. Like 12.50. No, no, no. Frank, that's so nice <laughs> that you did that. Anyway, three of us. 900. 900 quid. Let's no. change the Higher. game. Higher. 
It's not higher than that. No. It was 1,064 quid for three of us. Now, I know that sounds horrible, but can you put a price on a big thank you for people who've done a great job? Yeah. Okay. That's well, that was the one I put on it. Lovely, Frank. Well, I am lovely. You are. Occasionally. You are lovely, but that's. And it was an occasion. Goodness, did they enjoy it? No alcohol, by the way. I mean, if I pay, mm. Frank's rules. <laughs> and certainly no Red Bull. <laughs> I don't see, I once had Red Bull before an inter- I interviewed David Ginola and I had my first ever can of Red Bull. Someone said, try this, you'll really. How do you find it? Oh, well. It does give you wings and also palpitations. <laughs> I don't use that in the slogan. Anyway, look, that's enough. I'm sorry if I offended you with that um, food price. But like I say, it was... Uh, can you put a price on love? No. Also well, good. I have, but that was a long time ago. So look, um, and it was a lot less. God, ow. <laughs> a lot less. Thank you so much for listening to us this morning. I was supposed to do a summary at the end of the show about what I thought about what how funny it, what, I was. Yeah. I'm going to say I was, um, I was uh, I'm going to say seven and a half out of ten for my performance today. I thought there were, right. there were glorious moments. And um, <laughs> Plateau. But um, mm. I think sharing my actual uh, um, restaurant bill at the end Respect. was a flourish, which will offend many and delight others. <laughs> that, my friends, is showbiz. Um, if the good Lord spares us, the voice broke. It was an emotion. Um, and the Creek Start Rise will be back again this time next week. Now get out.